Hey guys, how's it going? It's good to be back. It's 2020 and this is our first weekend review of the new year. I'm excited to be here with you. <clears throat> it's just me today. Uh, Beth was at a camp with some of our seniors in high school all weekend. And so uh, jumping into this week, we hope that you had a great time last weekend. Then you had a potluck, you got a social out of the way, you had a nice gather time. Uh, as you kicked off this new semester. I know a few of us have some new friends that have joined our group. Just please continue to uh, make sure that they feel welcome. <clears throat> Try to keep the inside jokes down, especially it's hard to jump into a group mid-year and not know the backstory of the group. Good news is, is I got to talk to a few of the newer couples that joined up, and they love the group that they were a part of this last week. So just thank you for those of you who welcome them so well. Uh, before we jump into the intersect and just give us kind of an overview of what we got ahead of us this week, we have a few announcements and uh, we could really use some help, especially this week inside small groups, making sure that we're hitting a couple things. The first of which <clears throat> is next weekend is Vision Weekend. And so we're trying to get everybody out to make the campus is going to have an Vision Weekend uh, at all of our services. We've been online, has been our budget and our, and our booklet. Everything's been online for a few weeks. We encourage your group to go check it out at gotocrosspoint.com. But also there is a quick synopsis of our elders and our budget inside the program and an insert this weekend. Uh, next week, one of the business things we do is we vote on our budget. We also vote on our elders. But beyond that, we have some exciting stuff that Steve's going to be sharing with us. Not only a particular verse that we feel that the Lord really put on Steve's heart and has been ministering to him, but then also... Uh, some exciting stuff that is coming forward for us as a church and as a community. So make sure that you are here to hear that. Um, outside of that, we have men's and women's stuff coming up. We have a women's uh, movie night. We'd love for you to share about this coming up on the 31st. We have a men's breakfast coming out on the 1st. So back to back, ladies on Friday night, men on Saturday morning. <clears throat> and then we have, uh, on top of that, we have our Winter camp coming up. So winter camp uh, 2020 for our high school and middle schoolers. We had a booth in the plaza. The signups are available right now online. If you have um, parents in your small group of high school and middle schoolers, make sure you just chat about that. We want to make sure all of our students have the opportunity to go to that. Um, with that being said, let's jump into the intersect. Uh, a couple things for us this, this week. First of all, we're starting back in. So if you're planning the discussion week, uh, this is a fun message that Steve delivered. Maybe some of your people in the group members never group never saw the movie Martian. Probably going to go home and watch that, watch that movie after this weekend. Um, but a really just a great message on lost people matter to God and, and just how much the lost people matter to God. Looking at those three different parables that we see inside inside Luke, and so. Uh, wanted to have people go back. What did they find? What stuck out to them? What are they kind of holding on to? More off, most of the time, it's probably going to be the Martian clip. Uh, it's such a powerful movie, but also maybe um, how are they convicted? How are they encouraged during the message? Have them share that. And then we have a great just opening question Steve wrote for us here. Um, having everybody kind of go around sharing about a time where they have lost something, maybe a time where they've lost and found. Now, we've all been here. I found it really interesting this weekend. Uh, as Steve was talking about losing things and and finding them, two different people separate from each other came up to me. One of them said they invited a friend, brand new friend to church this weekend. They couldn't make it because they lost their keys. Another one said that they were trying to get to church and they were here really late 
because they lost their keys. They walked in to hear Steve talking about lost and found that he thought it was ironic. I thought it was hilarious. Um, <clears throat> so I walk around, share about, you know, our different stories in the group of losing things and finding them. For some of us, this is a daily problem. For other ones, it happens time to time. Then jumping down into the third question there, uh, he gave us three different passages. What I really like about these passages is they are all kind of standalone passages. They're really kind of meaty in and of themselves. The first one coming out of 2 Corinthians, this is uh, that we are all Christ ambassadors passage, which is that's actually 520. I do like that Steve included 11 through 21. That's 10 verses of scripture. <clears throat> and I know sometimes that can be difficult to do inside of a group. But I highly, highly, highly encourage that um, this, this week. Uh, I really do like starting out at the very top because um, at the very top in verse 11, it says, because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. Right here, <clears throat> Paul, what Paul is saying that, that uh, he understood that he was responsible for something. And what I would love to do is if you start out and you read that whole passage, I might read like verses 11 through, I don't know, 15 maybe. I might just do a whole paragraph. But I want to go back up to verse 11 and I want to say, okay, group, what are you responsible for right now? And it's a general list of responsibilities because for me it's things, obligations here at work, obligations at home, yada, 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 right? but what are you responsible to the Lord for? Because sometimes I think in our day and age that we feel like, oh, the pastors, the people who work at church, they're the ones responsible. And what we're going to read inside this passage is, is no, we all are. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are an ambassador, you are responsible. So if we're responsible, what are we responsible to? What is God calling us to? That'd be a great kind of question um, that maybe you can kind of ask out, fl flush out. And then I love how it says that, that a little bit further down, <clears throat> Paul's like, we must seem crazy to you <laughs> for doing what we do. Question I wanted in a group, does, does anyone think you're crazy for how you follow Jesus? Because I don't know if anybody actually thinks I'm crazy in the way that I follow Jesus. And maybe, just maybe there's a problem with that. Another question I'd love to ask him is, is, do you know anyone who is a little crazy because of the way they follow Jesus? What are they doing that you're not? I don't know. Those are two questions. And then we get down to the ambassador statement. What does it mean to be an ambassador for Christ? Have that go around in your group. Those are just three questions. that, And I think there's more that you could pull out of this passage. But if we're called to be ambassadors, how are we doing at promoting the God we claim to follow? That's a harsh question, but I think it'd be one that's worthy of asking your group. Jumping down to the Luke 14 passage, this is the parable of the great festival. Great parable, great parable of a, of a host that um, wants to throw a big party, invites a bunch of his guests, but none of the guests show up. And so the servants say, okay, what do we do now? And, and so the host says, well, go out to the streets and find anybody who wants to come because those who I have invited refuse to come, so they will get none. This is, again, it's a scary passage, realizing that we have all been invited, but it needs to, we need to do more than accept the invitation. We need to show up. You all have been at a party where somebody has RSVP'd, but then they never come. Um, 
some of us have, have say, yes, Jesus, I want to come. I want to come. I want to be there. I want to be there time and time again. But the actions of our life disprove the professions of our, in our lives. What are our actions saying about it? And have we actually showed up? Great question would be, <clears throat> what would it look like for you to show up right now? What does it actually look like for you to show up for the kingdom of God? What does it look like? Is, is it just simply church attendance? Is it small group involvement? Is it serving? Is it giving? What does it look like for you to show up? In what ways do you need to show up a little bit more in the coming weeks and months? <clears throat> the last passage there is Matthew 9. And, and this is a, <clears throat> the great passage, famous passage at the end of that. The last two verses, I believe it is, where Jesus says, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. What I love about this is this statement comes off of an observation so this is Jesus going about his day, serving, healing, caring for people, teaching them, and realizing just how many people are in need. Do we understand just how great the harvest is? I think some of us have been so deluded because we are so, <clears throat> I guess, encapsulated inside of our own little Christian bubble that we don't really truly realize just how many people out there need Jesus. So I would ask, and this kind of question is, is where in your life are you currently seeing a great harvest? Where is there a bunch of ripe fruit? Where is there a bunch of low-hanging fruit? Where do you see a need for Jesus? Maybe it's on your commute. There's a particular neighborhood where you just, man, that, just looks just, that area just needs love. Maybe it's uh, <clears throat> in your office, of course, your kid's sports team. Um, a relationship that you maybe you struck up in the produce aisle, you know, with somebody there um, at Starbucks, the, the barista that you kind of frequent every single day. But where is God moving and where do you see him moving? Do you know that the harvest is great? And where are you going to tend to that? <clears throat> then we have this kind of last questions segment that Steve goes through here. It says, what are some stories about how God has used you to help rescue somebody else, rescue the lost? I love the second question there. It says, um, who does God want you to reach? <clears throat> Here's a question that I would ask almost before that. My question would be, how are you currently reaching out? We have to recognize that we all been given a different gift. That's what first Corinthians tells us. That's what Romans tells us. We all have a different gift, but all of our gifts are used for one thing to build up the body, right? And to glorify God. All right. I think that's two things technically, but those two things. <laughs> so, what gifts has God given you and how can you use those gifts to glorify God through reaching the lost? Have that kind of question there. So where are you reaching, right? And then it says, commit to praying for them. This is where I love for us to have a prayer focus. Like we would pray for people by name. We did this last year. We try to do this every year. How are we going to pray for people by name that they would come and accept the invitation of God to be a part of the family? All right, that kind of wraps up. I would wrap up the night with that. <clears throat> there is another question here, and it says, just for you. Steve included a separate section here, a kind of a spiritual assessment, an assessment for where they're at the church. And this is going to really be helpful as we go into Vision Weekend next weekend. Uh, I'm going to say this right here. That's not a question that we should be asking in the group. It'd be really awkward. Like, hey, how are you doing on giving? Really, that's all you're giving? No, no, we're not doing that. But depending on how comfortable you are in your group, you might just want to address it. Hey, did you guys go through that? How was, the question could be like, how was that assessment for you? 
Were you encouraged by the assessment? Um, was that assessment a little bit tough maybe? Is there a particular area that you feel like you need to put more attention to? If you feel like that might be a beneficial question, I would, I'd roll that out. But I wouldn't go down those lines, you know, time, prayer, finances, abilities. I wouldn't do that. I actually say don't do that. <laughs> um, but the rest of the intersect is, is, is should be a really encouraging time for you. So that being said, I hope you guys have a great week. I hope that you guys have a good discussion as we kind of get settled into this small group season. We hope to see you guys out for Vision Weekend. Take care, guys. Talk to you soon.